This is the Gore Club Podcast with Steve Vessel, Derek Sturgeon, and Death Metal Dave. about aliens look at this fucking he thinks he's joe rogan over here i'm still alive in a year fuck that <laughs> we're gonna get uh Derek a job change and <laughs> keep him alive are we recording yet we're good. oh sweet oh, shit we're on yeah we're on <laughs> fuck <laughs> once again here we are uh the louisville gore club now the gore club podcast i can't even here we go i'm oh, already Jesus starting off bad Derek's, yeah, give, Derek's giving me the look <laughs> He's like, get it right. Oh my Say god! Come on! Oh my god! It's three words. <laughs> Gore Club, Gore Club podcast. podcast. I'm Steve Vessel. I'm Death Metal Dave. I'm fucking Derek. And uh, we've got a special guest this week. Uh, our friend Gabrielle Kays. Gabrielle, can you tell us about yourself? Uh, your history, your past, whatever. Same thing, I guess. Oh shit! I didn't know I was supposed to. Oh yeah. Write a bio. Introduce yourself. Um, introduce myself. Uh, Local gore club enthusiast. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm just, a, I guess, a local local weirdo uh, into music and arts and Satan and excited to be here. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, how many bands? You've been in bands. You do art. Uh, you're, a, you're a fascinating human being is what it is. Oh, so, Oh, hell yeah. Uh, like, how long have the Revenants been around? I mean, God. Or when did you start playing for them? I mean, they've been around a little bit longer, right? Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't currently have a, an active music project going, but I'm, I'm sure that's where I met most of, most of you guys is out playing shows, um, in the Revenants or I have a knife. It's probably where we oh, mostly yeah. met each other. I have a knife. Yes. Uh, so this week we're gonna speaking just, of knives, knives. Oh, we're gonna talk about the devil. Yes. Yeah, this week is uh, <laughs> we're gonna basically focus on the satanic panic during the eighties, you know, seventies, eighties, the moral majority crap that happened during that decade, and how it actually relates to that what's going on nowadays. Like, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of it. <laughs> there's a there's lot a- of it. But uh, I mean, if we want to start at the beginning, uh, we have to start at Haxon. If we're gonna talk about movies, I and mean, we we can get into the music. We're gonna get into like role playing games. How everything is pretty much demonized. Scare tactics. I mean, it's 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 all there. It's, well, you sort of go back to like what the what the principle of the satanic panic religion. Was. Yeah, it's, it's it all it all comes down to religion. It's like it's, Christian guilt. It's it's Christian guilt. It's it's uh, projecting on things that you don't like and don't understand. Because you talk about these movies, you talk. Well, we're starting with Haxon. You know, Haxon scared the shit out of people. It was a black and white movie about witchcraft. Yeah, and, silent film in nineteen twenty nine. I've never heard of it. <laughs> you're gonna get a lot of those tonight <laughs> never heard of it it's not in my age range yeah it's, it's not just, in our age range i i found out about it through uh actually some old magazines and i was like what the f-? the imagery is really intense especially for a silent film uh there's another one that it kind of goes along with it it's uh, dante's inferno it's actually uh i think it's just called inferno but I, uh those movies are just amazing and uh for silent films but they the the satanic scare in that movie Especially at the time when they're doing tricks with movies and uh, and and makeup and everything, it's like it's the it's it's amazing. I watch it. I mean, Dave, you're a fan. Yes. Tell I, us about Haxon if you can, if 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 at all. Well, I mean, the only thing you can really say about it is it's like you said, it's a black and white movie. Lots of lots of imagery of the devil 
and not just like a guy in a red suit. With it's a, extreme for its time. Even by work. But uh, yeah, just it's something that if, if you, it's, it's hard to explain because I can't tell you what the story of the movie is because I've only watched it in segments. I can't remember the last time I actually watched the whole thing. It's like three hours fucking long. It's a three it's hour like, silent film. Yeah. Jesus. Fuck that. I yeah. Think, I don't think it's three hours, but it yeah. is pretty long. Gabrielle, have you ever seen Haxon? You know what we're talking about? Oh, that's the name of the movie. The, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a silent film and it's uh, 1922, Steve. Well, not according to my notes, fucker. <laughs> 1920, 22 is a movie about the devil and witchcraft. Everyone uh, has their own notes. Right. <laughs> my note told me my bloody Valentine came out in 1980. That's, that's was, the best part of the fucking episode, by the way, super last week. fucking wrong. It was great. Because we were all like, why isn't it up there? We're talking about last week, if you don't know what we were talking about. Uh, last week we went to the, was it last week? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. The 19, last yeah, we did an episode on uh, the 19, 1980. And Derek was like, why isn't this movie up there? We're like, fuck, I'm an idiot. And we're. This president come out in 1980. No, it did. And so. I should just shut up sometimes. <laughs> oh my god! No, it's great. That's what makes us so stupid and fun. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we can zip through so many movies up until the point where it. I mean, I've got Black Sunday on there. I've got Mask of the Red Death. All these movies that deal with, you know, Satan on different levels and like just scare tactics or like or, or what I think is a good film. Other people look at it and go, "It's fucking horrifying," and that's real. It's old demons are real. Demons get are the real. fuck out of here. <laughs> that's when you go to the exorcist man that's well i mean i've got rosemary's baby that's when we started getting yeah. serious like then people really got serious when like mainstream movies were uh, uh like when you could see the devil on, on the screen and uh, at the local movie theater and mom and dad were like holy fuck like why don't we bring little sally it's like she's fucking five why did you bring her <laughs> bad parents yeah because <sighs> fuck them because fuck fuck your kids <laughs> fuck the kids because they they need to know. See exactly. That's my, that's my response every time. What, what was the first big release like Satanist type movie? Or I mean, if you're gonna go, that I, I, parents got all butthurt about. Would you see The Exorcist? Was like the one The Exorcist. I think I think I think The Exorcist would probably be a big one. That's yeah, I there. think my date is correct. It's seventy three. <laughs> yes, that, that is correct. Wow. The Exorcist would probably be the the first big one because I mean we've talked about it before, but that way was too many times. Way too many right, times. That's true. And yeah. we sort of we could sort of gloss over it a little bit, but I mean you really have to talk about The Exorcist when you talk about because that that sort of leads into the Satanic Panic because. That movie drove people to the church, and at that point, <laughs> pe- the church is thinking like, "Hey, these scare tactics worked for us for so many years. Let's do this again." Because they're afraid Derek's going to go to the movies and then come home and kill everybody. Well, that's what they were telling people. Well, yeah, solid plan. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than fucking going to church. Go to go. Oh, shit. <laughs> go to sleep, mommy. Everything's going to be okay. And then that's where you go right into the omen. Yes. Oh yeah. Well, you got you got babies, which Derek loves babies. Fucking hate babies. <laughs> I, I both my personally kids thought that. the Omen was a superior movie to The Exorcist. Yeah, you're right. It is a superior movie. Okay, this, I'm glad you guys are on that side of the table because I, I love them both. I definitely think uh, the Omen is it's on par. I, I don't know if it's better. It's it's lower lower budget, so that makes it to me makes it better because you know how I think about movies. I'm like, if your movie is cheaper than mine and it's still good, mine's better. The creepy devil kid thing weirds me out more than Linda Blair. So there's that. Especially now that I'm a parent, because I always like I think about that shit sometimes. Like when my kid's doing something weird, I'm like, "What if he fucking stabs me tonight?" <laughs> you were looking for the mark of the beast on it. Yeah, I've shaved both their heads <laughs> just, just to make but sure. You didn't tell them that's what it was for. Yeah. I wasn't looking for it, but I, I fucking checked. You're gonna be cool now. 
Yeah. Hey, all right, cool. No six six six. All right, you're good, oh, bud. Shit. It'd be a whole lot cooler think, if you were. I think for me, growing up, I I really didn't know anything about Catholicism. So when I watched The Exorcist, I didn't have a point of reference to be scared by it. It was actually, um, I don't know if confusing is the right word, but it was a little boring to me because I didn't. I just didn't have a frame of reference to put it in. No, that makes sense. I was told it was real. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I came from a Catholic, Irish Catholic background myself, but my parents were never using scare tactics for me until I was like in high school. Yeah, I might do it now. <laughs> like, you're going to go to hell. You live in the devil's house. Yeah. Oh, okay. That poster is cool. going to possess you. I've heard a lot of weird shit about oh, my posters my over the God. years. Uh, the thing about the omen is that it's, well, like you said, it's not – if you're going to look at movies like, okay, that it's not a slow burn at all. Like the first – Exorcist is definitely a slow burn film. And whether mm-hmm. you like those or not, it's one thing. But like the storytelling – By today's standards, it is. Oh, God, yeah. I know people who went and saw like say Stigmata when it came out. If you want to jump way ahead and then they went back and watched Exorcist. But for a generation, like that movie's boring. I'm like, yeah, I want you to die. But I also <laughs> see – I understand what you're trying to say, but I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> fuck. Exorcist is good, damn it. I don't like it, but it's fine. Yeah, Exorcist Three, well, I love. What about Exorcist Three? Was amazing. It is amazing, but there's people who hate that movie, but I loved it too. Uh, but what about the Exorcist you didn't like? It's bored the shit out of me. Okay, it's, so I'm you're not... both on that side of the table. <laughs> Look at you, shake your head. I see how it is. It's got some cool, like, I mean, some of the scenes in it are pretty fucking intense. But I think for me, I would probably appreciate it more as an adult than I did when I was seven when I first saw it. Holy fuck! Yeah, you were but, little. But now as an adult, I hate Linda Blair, so I can't even watch it. Oh, yeah. We've talked about Linda yeah, Blair. We discussed that last week. Yeah. Well, oh, man. Never Good point. Never enough time to bash Linda Blair. Well, and there also, uh, there's a thing about The Exorcist that comes up a lot in satanic films, and that's the demonizing of women or, oh, yeah. or, or girls. Oh, yeah. So that's, you know, it's the devil vagina. And that's a theme that's in so many things. I mean, it's in the Bible. It's really, it's what they get all these fucking ideas Why from. Why are women always possessed? They have all the power, and we're trying to keep them down, baby. That's how I look that, at it. Is that what it is? It's all that extra water. Guys? Okay. <laughs> what are you? What's your take? I mean, come on, three dudes. I, I mean, you're absolutely right. It's 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 power. It's fear. It's the whole idea of creation and birth and the virgin birth and you know anything to do with with the power of of women and what that means for procreation of of the masses and the continuation of the family. And I think that, you know, satanic panic is essentially moral panic, right? So that starts and ends with the family and with women. It's like a jealousy. Like not only do it's we con- want to be able to control. make babies, but we also want your vagina and that's evil. How dare you? Oh, she's right. <laughs> she's right though. It is control. I mean, if you think oh, about it, you know, it's the, the satanic panic of the, you know, late seventies leading into the eighties was like the Salem witch trials, except they didn't burn. They didn't burn people. They just threw them in prison. I mean, because if you think of it, if you think about it, it's the same thing. And those girls had never known power until they started saying this person is possessing me or putting a spell on me. The women weren't even listened to. Like now you have an entire, you know, group of girls who are like, we, everyone's listened to us. So that person's evil. That person's evil. And then it took him a while to figure that out. But like, yeah, that's how I looked at that. It's sailing with trials myself. I mean, you got to have a whole other sure. take maybe. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're going to go back that far, you could get into, you know, hysteria in general. Um, 
I think when you're talking about the movies of the seventies, especially it, it's a, it's an answer. It's a, a, a callback, if you will, to the sexual revolution. So, you know, anytime we have like an expanding of sexuality or deviance in any fashion, then the pushback automatically is, is that fear longer, right? Like, look what happens when the women are let loose. Look what happens when sexuality is explored. Look what happens when you invite Satan into your life. Let him into your heart. Only good things happen. Only good things happen. (laughs) That's when you get the best movies, the best music, the best everything is that, you know, rebellion outward. That's a good ad for Satan. It's a good ad for Satan. You just made a great <laughs> fucking. Should be the PR guy. Yeah. Is he I, such a bad I, guy? I'm pro Satan. Pro Satan all the way. Um, I mean, if you think about it like that, it's actually sort of calming to me when you think about where we are in the world today. That maybe we're going to get something really good out of this at the end. <sighs> yeah. We're, we're going in stages. Like, I mean, the whole. Look, we're talking now about what uh, you went back to the, the witch trials, but you're mostly talking about the seventies, the eighties. Yeah. This is all a continuation. Like, Oh, absolutely. It's like, it's almost like COVID. It's like, we're on phase six of the first wave. Like these aren't even, are these individual waves or are we just in different phases of the same sort of panic? Right. The eighties panic is still here. Oh, it's never went away. It's never went away. I blame Geraldo. He's, He's on the on board. TV again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He did like a live exorcism or something. Yeah, yeah. I put Geraldo on the whiteboard of doom. Yeah, fuck him. He did a live exorcism? <laughs> yeah, like it wasn't in a live exorcism or something in I, the 90s. I wish you would look oh, that up because I fucking oh. hate him. But I remember hating him for so many reasons. It's like Siskel Niebuhr. He's, he's, that, he's that guy on TV that hated everything that I loved. But uh, talking about like <laughs> how things go in waves, I always think it looks like it's like a pendulum. It's like it goes from being like, Everything is fine. Just calm the fuck down. And then all those people get too much power. We have to take that away and let's figure out something to, to poke at him. And it's always something evil. We got to figure that out. Like Dave was uh, brought up early before the podcast. The, the, what was it? The, the, what do they call it now? What, what's the new version of the oh, moral the majority? Fucking QAnon Thank bullshit. You. Yeah. They'll fuck them. Yeah. It's the same yeah. thing. They believe in, they believe in uh, a cabal of evil people stealing <laughs> your babies. But it, it's, it's the same thing from the seventies. Like, you know, they thought, the same shit about pedophilia and child abuse and sex offenders, same thing in the seventies. But I firmly believe that was just a, a response to the sixties. That was, you know, birth control, free love, oh, yeah. um, psychedelic music. And so what happens, we get that pendulum all the way back towards, you know, Satan's coming for you and your family and you better corral your women back together because it's all gone to hell. It is going to hell. And we're going to ride that wave. Uh, (laughs) I mean, we can get back to the movies, but I've also got the the music of the, uh, of the, of the eighties. I've got Venom, ACDC, all that stuff. When D and D got demonized, still is of course. Yeah. The D and D thing was weird because then they made that movie mazes and monsters. Tom Hanks. I don't know. Have you, it, so oh it was, my god! It was, it's it, one of his first movies. Yeah. So if you've never seen oh, it, I'll just I forgot fucking, about that till just, just now. I'll just give you a quick synopsis. So he plays this game. It's not Dungeons and Dragons. It's called Mazes and Monsters. Oh. His parents drop him off at college, and they're like, "You don't play that game because you got to pass your courses." 
And then he meets this kid that wears stupid fucking hats all the time. And he's in college, right? And he's in college, yeah. This, I mean, this guy talks to his fucking... Anyways, so Tom Hanks <laughs> starts playing this... He starts playing Anyways. this... He starts playing with this, this, this game again, and he's like, oh, I've got a level nine cleric, and there's this one guy, he's like, I should just kill myself. And he just he just talks to his bird. Yeah, he knows what's up. <laughs> he talks to his bird. He's like, I'm gonna go kill myself, but I'm gonna take all these people into this abandoned mine to play this game. So they're they're basically discovering cool. they're discovering LARPing. Well, while all this happens, the fucking plot twist happens. Tom Hanks <laughs> loses his shit. Yep. And all of a sudden he's like, I'm a real cleric and I'm gonna fight these monsters because he's got some deep seated trauma. And uh, <laughs> then he ends up in a fucking hospital. He's got Catholic PTSD. <laughs> but that was that was like that was one of those movies that came out where it was just like I totally forgot. I'm so glad you brought that up. Don't yes. let the don't let your kids play D and D because it's got wizards and demons and they'll they'll get possessed and they'll I fucking didn't know that was a thing. I yeah. didn't know people were mad at D and D. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, in the 70s, man. It was, oh yeah, it's all sorcery. It's sorcery. Sorcery. So at a time where like every supposedly everyone's on drugs and serial killers are rampant. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want your kids to hang out in a fucking basement with their friends? Right. Roll the dice. That would be a dream to me. Like, yeah, I'll stay in. Fucking drink Mountain Dew and play this game. <laughs> I did that. And we all did that. Eat Doritos. Because that was a that was a scare. This that was gonna lead your kids to be in the next, you know. Plus anything that can guarantee that I'm not gonna be a grandfather, I'm on board with. <laughs> <laughs> so you should get your kids into Star Trek. Oh, oh you man. fucker. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, used to, I played D and D only for like. Three did you years play D and D uh, or any kind of role playing game, Gabriel? I did not. I'm. I know a lot of people. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, did and and I appreciate the storytelling aspect of it, but well, no. if if you if anyone has is listening or whatever, you know what I'm talking about because the thing is, when you they open those books up and it's like just books, volumes. Uh, you know, uh, was the. Uh, was the monster manual? All oh, yeah. stuff. It's just demons and monsters and all these mythical creatures. And, and, and from, a, like, from a religious point of view, that's all evil. It's just paganism. And then if you're going to be a cleric or a wizard or whatever, magic user, then you actually have to get the components of the spells you're going to make. Yeah. It's all in right. It's, it's like all every fantasy. role-playing game that's come out in the last 30 years. It's, so if you're a video gamer, you know, there's Baldur's Gate and Diablo right. and all that shit that follows those rules. And they fucking hate that stuff, too. It's just evolved yeah. version. <laughs> those assholes hated Harry Potter. Harry yeah, Potter. Harry Potter was Harry Potter. Christians hate Harry Potter. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm and I don't want to just talk about just the Christians, but that seems to be at least especially from the American point of view, that it's that's it's it's so it's so in your face, Christians. Like uh, you know, well, there's a lot Calvinist, of these... with it. I have all the Harry Potter books. Of course. Because you my grandma one day when I came over there, I was like, this had to be like 15 years ago, maybe a little less than that. She, she's like, you want these? She had them in his closet. And I was like, why are you getting rid of all these books? And she's like, well, my preacher says we can't have them in the house. So she gave them to you. And I'm like, sure, I'll fucking take them. Whatever. And then I sold them. <laughs> Scumbag. <laughs> Thanks, mom. But I'm like, but the, the irony of it is that preacher owns like a Peddler's Mall style like franchise. And I'm like, and I've been to those before and they sell that shit there. So he's telling you not to keep it in your house. And I'm like this sounds like a scheme for like you. you he's just, just trying to get his home for yeah, free. He's trying to get his inventory up. He just sells that shit. Oh yeah. Well, you're 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 demonizing one thing. It's like the drug dealer who's also you gotta feel the, better the about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's bullshit. Um, we we can talk about like like I said, I brought up Iron. I have Iron Maiden on the wall. Black Sabbath, Twisted Sister. We had the PMRC, the PMRC trials. 
the, What's the P- PMRC? Right? Dave, hit us up. PMRC was basically the uh, the, the <laughs> Tipper Gore and those assholes. Oh, that bitch. Uh, yeah, that bitch. Oh, that bitch. She was the one that, that, that were trying to label music and trying to get labels made and try to get yeah. music banned. Uh, there's a very famous... Uh, uh, very famous uh, time when D. Snyder went in front of oh, Congress and Frank Zappa. Man. Yeah, it was awesome. And you just fucking like schooled him like that's not what the fuck I meant with those lyrics. You're just making that shit up. And they were. It was another scare tactic to say that this band is satanic. And now he's mad that I think like Trump's campaign used this song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he just came out about that recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't fuck with D. Snyder. He He's won't take it. Yeah, his personality does not match those affliction pants that he wears. Oh my god. Yeah, you think you can even follow that up with anything. <laughs> but I mean other other music that had problems. Um Judas you Priest. Know, Judas Priest, yeah. They were yeah. in they were in court because uh, some kid killed himself. Yeah, and I cannot remember the name yeah. of the kid, yeah. Um did anybody have any memories of that? I mean, I do. But I talk a lot. You have memories of like killing yourself to? No, no, no. Of that trial. You, that trial was a big deal if I you were in the middle. I don't think I was alive. Uh, it's, yeah. 90, in, in 90, they, that's when the trial oh, came shit, about. Oh, yeah. shit, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was alive, but not really. Yeah. I was still like fucking worthless. <laughs> basically. Oh, basically. Oh, the trial. oh, no. Sorry, sorry. Dave lost it. You're going to edit that out. Sorry. I was thinking I do, I do have memories of it, and I, it, what it makes me think of, too, was it was like there was kind of the same time that we had a resurgence of uh, part of the fear-mongering of the secret messages in the music. Backmasking. Like that, that got brought up at the trial. It was that, you know, D. Snyder or, or someone would say, well, we're just being tongue-in-cheek or we're just um, challenging people's thoughts, and they'd say, well, what about these hidden messages, right? And and they try to play the records backwards. And, and it's so funny because that was, was kind of an old tactic, even um, with the Beatles. I mean, there was, that started many, many years before of this, these same sort of conspiracies that there's hidden messages that it's driving people to this, you know, Yeah, there was the, the thing, the Beatles one was like, there was a, there was a, you played it backwards and it said, Kill Paul or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That, Are you that serious? Actually, that yeah. actually fed a specific conspiracy that Paul McCartney was dead. Yeah, but like still a thing. Oh and my god. Was replaced by someone else. But um. Oh wait, yeah, I forgot I about that. Is, is some of the metal bands that like embraced the secret messaging and just started putting it in their music? Venom. That always. Yeah, that always excited me. People in League with Satan. I remember that has like the beginning of it. It's all backwards and it's just saying like join us or offer. No, that's Hell Waits, isn't it? So we're not forgot with the uh, the Venom one. Because I used to have a backwards tape player that a friend of mine stole from the, the Library of the Blind. Wasn't me. I'm not a dick. He was. But I got it from him and I would play all my tapes backwards trying to find all of the messages. And I did. I found a bunch. Uh, some of them, you, I'm just making shit up in your head. But some of them were obviously like there's the one in the Cramps album, Stay Sick. And it's just him talking about going to, like, I think Colorado or something. It's just dumb shit. But then there's ones like Venom. It's just like the beginning of the song is backwards. Hello, Waits, yeah. the song has got the beginning. It just says join us over and over. So they're they're like saying, oh, you want it that way? Here it is in your face. How many records do you think right. got fucked up from oh. people trying to play them backwards? So many. It's just fucking up they, every record. They talking had. about that, they bring that up in uh, Trick or Treat, 19, yeah, was it 86? The Sammy yeah. Kerr movie. Yeah. Uh, this, well, that, 
it's that's it's kind of a throwback too. It's like that back masking. I think is what you called it. I mean, that was like an old like suggestion of like Aleister Crowley even that you should play your 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 records backwards as like training for like occultism in like the 1910s. Like it was that was. It's it's so interesting to me how everything old is new again. Yeah, and it all sort of. Oh, it just it just keeps coming back. It gets but, rebranded. <clears throat> so so yeah. the so the Judas Priest trial. So there were two kids, and they decided to they listened to uh oh, there where was it again Judas they listened Priest to better 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 by you better than me yeah and mm-hmm. they were high on weed and alcohol and oh, blew no. their brains out and the whole argument was. The parents' lawyer said that it was uh, in, the, in in the record. It said, "Do it, do it." So, so they do it. Yeah, You're right. You're, so remember do now, what? So right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, Halford was, uh, you know, whatever Rob Halford wanted them to do at that time. I don't know. Fuck! Listen to the record. <laughs> That's all he wanted. Well, it was a weak argument. They were yeah. trying to they were trying to uh, make up for what happened by suing a band. They were willing to put this band in prison to try to to forward their fucking whatever the hell bullshit more more majority crap. Um, who was it? Jerry Falwell is that the guy who kind of started the more majority in the seventies, uh, and it kept going for into the nineties. Um, I wish that guy was alive to see all the shit that's going on now. <laughs> I, I fuck. I even have like He Man up there in the Smurfs. I remember that was a big deal because. The fuck you know, came at the Smurfs. Yeah, because because Gargamel is a wizard. Anything that was oh children God. directed towards <laughs> children that had any kind of sorcery. What about Mister Wizard? Anyone like right? that? Moment? Oh yeah, I used to love that fucking show. <laughs> the parents never came out in droves from Mister uh, Wizard. Wizard. Does anybody say? remember the McMartin trial or even heard, hear heard about it? I'm not sure. Okay, okay. the McMartin trial was a thing. These people had to fight this for. It seemed like a decade. What it was. And once I start talking about it, you might remember what I'm talking about. It's the one where I they remember. Would bring the little doll. Well, then if you can talk about it anyway, you please do. No, no, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Well, it's the one where they would give the backstory. I forgot the right. name like, of the that trial went on for ever. seven. Yeah. And those people stayed in prison until it was over. It wasn't like they just got out and got to hang out, you know, $15,000 fucking bail. Let's not talk about that. But like they, it's one where they brought the little doll out and said, show me where Jimmy touched you. And these children were basically being goaded. That's where it started? Yes. Oh, shit. It's called the McMartin trial. And there's a whole thing that they used for the FBI, I think. There's a whole group of people that they were able to get funding and all this stuff. And then they started training cops this way. Uh. It got bad. And then it finally started. Somebody came forward and like, none of this shit makes sense. Because you can sit there and talk to a five-year-old and say, show me where Derek touched you. And then Derek's, you know, and then next thing you know, but but they're, they're, they're being given candy for the right answers for the answers that they want, but not yeah. what's really going on. So next thing you know, well, fuck Julie said is oh, she got that. Yeah. Well, fuck that. Dave touched me right there. Can I have the sucker now? I mean, that shit really started to happen. Yeah. I think sword and scale touched on that, that like murder fuck. podcast. Yeah. I think they talked, they had like a cop on there and he was talking about how they use ways to like interrogate like kids and stuff that they're trained to do that. That's just, that's fucking kind of weird to me. Yeah. I, I didn't think, really like that. I think line a lot about of that started with, um, you know, they had that that big book in 1980, that um, Michelle Remembers book that came out of Canada. Oh, yeah. It it was all about repressed memory of um, satanic sexual satanic rituals, yeah. satanic abuse. And what happened was the 
the guy that wrote this lady's story for partnered with her for her book was legitimately a like psychiatrist of some sort. He had a medical degree. They wrote this sensational fucking book where they end up making like millions of dollars and it got so much publicity because it was so sensational that that guy ended up being flown in every time there was an allegation he would appear as like an uh, like an expert like he would show up for something like that McMartin trial and say I'm an expert I understand repressed memory and how to pull these things out of people, all these traumas that they've buried. Because I wrote and, a book. Yeah. <laughs> and so an for a long time, that's, that's what it was, was like it had this backing to where they actually were training police, going into daycare centers, um, leading children to these questions, but also um, – doing, you know, therapy with people to pull these repressed memories out. And then it would actually go so far. I mean, seven years at trial, people actually believed this shit. People's lives are being fucked. It's like the, yeah, nothing's changed from the witch trials, but no. Yeah, go go onto Facebook and just look, oh, look at yeah. that for a minute and see what people fucking believe. Oh my god, yeah. Well, I've actually got a whole yeah. section up there about women hating, uh, you know, satanic movies. I've got, you know, and it's just like, you know, Satan's cheerleader for girls or you know, school for girls, and it's always satanic movies about women, uh, satanica pa- uh, pandemonium, uh, all that. You know, it's like the 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 evil nun. The women are just the demonized, and that's just it. Just it seems to never go away, or it go it dies down, especially in the nineties. And then it just it pops us back up. I've got a uh, I've got a part on the on the board. It's just like how Satan got dumb. It's like <laughs> Omen Four. It's like nobody. What the fuck? It just got stupider and dumber. Omen Four. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck was Omen Four about? <laughs> exactly. No, that's a, isn't nobody. that the one where he becomes president? It's the Awakening. No, you're thinking of the Omen Three, which oh. is actually not too bad. It's got Sam Neill from Jurassic. He becomes the president. Yeah. Yeah. He goes. Oh, the same he goes to battle with the Nazarene. Does anybody else remember that movie? I sort of no, no. no. Omen three. Yeah, I didn't know it existed. I didn't know we got this far into the Omen franchise. Oh, there's I even more. There yeah. like maybe two, and then yeah, and that came out in uh, well, Damien came out in '78, right after the Exorcist two, which is fantastic, by the way. No, it's not. The yeah. Exorcist two is fantastic. No, I'm joking. Oh, no. <laughs> no, Exorcist two is uh, hot uh, garbage. I was about to leave. <laughs> We didn't really get to talk about Exorcist three very much. Now I know you. Oh yeah, here. we can jump on that. Fuck yeah, we did last. I thought I talked about it a lot. Did recently. we? I don't know. The hallway scene is pretty good. I dig it, and Brad Dourif is amazing. Yeah, Brad Dourif's amazing. He's, he steals the show. Like that scene in like the prison cell with him and George C. Scott is fucking amazing. Yeah, with that like voice change that happens there. That's terrifying. Uh, I'm I, a big fan of both versions of the film. The, the director's know. cut has more Brad Dourif, and you know, actually, I yeah. think it all it's all cut out. Uh, with uh, um, goddamn, I forgot his name. All of a sudden, but yeah, they cut him out, and it's all Brad Dourif from the director's cut, isn't it? For the most part, I don't know shit. I think uh, that's probably the only one I've seen is the director's cut. Oh man, yeah, it's it's. I like them both because I, I like the cinematic version, which I you know it's the theatrical version, and, and it, I guess it's the, the 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 demonized version, the one they got ripped up and they recut everything. Because at the time, nobody really knew who the hell Brad Dourif was, besides like yeah. Child's Play. Oh, besides making winning an Oscar when he's like eighteen and. The cuckoo's nest, but like nobody knew who he was, so they just they wanted a connection to the first film. Uh, so that's what you got. Yeah, Exorcist three, two different versions. Yeah, that's not like Satanist though, right? That's just kind of the devil. It's the devil. The devil yeah. yeah, 
But that 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 plays into it. I mean, like I said, the devil's ultimate did it, bad guy. Did anybody even react to that movie though at that point? After The Exorcist One already caused all that fucking craziness. Nobody seemed to care. That part three, they're probably just like, fuck it, who cares? Well, and they wanted another Exorcist movie. They wanted a carbon copy of the first, so it just got swept under the you know, oh, George C. Scott's amazing in the film. Isn't part two just a copy of the first? Not at all. It's, it's like, got Linda Blair in it. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. So, so does Repossessed. I hate it just as much. I, I kind of like Repossessed. I don't want to talk about that movie, though. I don't want to give her any props. Um, I've got Angel Heart up there. No, we can't just skip over Damien becoming president. What the fuck <laughs> is that about? Okay. He becomes president. I don't remember. Okay. I just, at the end I just of part remember. two, he left. Of the U.S. Well, at the end of part two. Was it the year 2016? <laughs> At the end of part two, he realizes he's the you know he's the son of the devil, and then he's going to go on with his political career. So fast forward, he's I guess like thirty something. He's Sam Neill from Jurassic Park. You think if we flip up Trump's hair, we'll see a six six six? God damn yeah! <laughs> oh, we got- what was that photo last week with uh, the debate with the weird thing on his head? Did you see that? No. no. Oh, I wish I did. Oh, I mean, probably all in I live for that There's type of something content. there. I don't know if it's, it's his swastika. Cut. I don't know if it's his hair clipping. If somebody something just blows there. a fan in his face, we'll see it. Yeah. Secret messages. Yeah. Secret messages. Secret messages. It's, it's, a, it's yeah. all in Latin, too, because, you know, Latin's evil all of a sudden. Or I can say something in Latin and see, it, it works. I didn't live through any of, like, the satanic panic stuff because I feel like by the 90s, that was pretty much dead. Yeah. Uh, but when I was in – I got expelled from my school because of it because uh, of Lip Biscuit, believe it or not. Oh, my God. And, uh, <laughs> which was funny because – yeah, well, it's totally embarrassing. And I, I wasn't listening to them. Not denying sure. I ever have in my life. But, uh, no, because he wore those fucking red hats. They associated that with like Satanist groups at my school. What? So like, instead of the would, black cringe trench coat, you get you the red hat. Like, yeah, like red hats. It's like a Satanist game. Like they're, <laughs> devil, they're a devil worshiping gang. I had read some I mean, companies and got suspended for it and then expelled. Holy fuck. Because I had, I got in a fight. Really true. Because look at who's wearing the red hats now. Oh. oh. That's kind of, yeah, that's kind of true. So it's your teachers were just Durst. ahead of the game. Well, fucking Fred Durst. It was crazy. Like I got fucking interrogated. Like I got in a fight, then got into it with the teacher, went to the principal's office, and it was the principal, and then like the vice principal, and then the teacher surrounding me, pointing out that I had red shoes, red Sacconis, which fucking I think half the people my age had at that time, and that my friend had a red WWJD bracelet, and I'm like. How the fuck does that have anything to do with like devil worshiping? He's got like a weird Jesus thing going, which I don't think he's into that. I think it's just trendy. Yeah. But yeah, I got expelled for it. Even like the paper said like that I was in like a a devil worshiping gang. Holy fuck, dude. I I also got into a lot of trouble at school for gang satanic affiliation. So I sympathize. (laughs) Well, mine didn't make any sense. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Mine didn't make it. It made some sense. It made some sense. Yeah, I, I, I mean, if there's any band to associate with it, it's not the like the almost juggalos, you know? <laughs> juggalo no, lights. No, it's not. Yeah. Uh, no, I. Uh, uh, you mentioned you mentioned Angel Heart. I really liked that movie, Steve. And I was thinking about. Um, I was trying to remember, like, what when that movie came out. Weren't we still in like the height of like? We were in Cosby Land. Yeah, Cosby Land. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, exactly. He came Lane out against that like, movie. Screw this. Yeah, like, he fired Lisa Bonet because she was in that film. Holy exactly. Shit. You know, empowering yeah. a woman who's showing her body and there's a, you know, that's a film. Yeah, but Cosby would hate that then. 
Exactly. He fucking yeah. demonized the movie, fired her from this amazing television show, you know, at the time. But you're right. It was it was Cosby Land. Um, I rewatched that uh, today. Yeah. So the synopsis <laughs> of Angel Heart, if you've not seen it, it's Mickey Rourke back when he was actually a really good fucking actor. And um, and it's he was uh, also handsome still. Right. <laughs> like he had his yeah. original face and it looked good. Yeah, he still has like the motorcycle boy, and what's the uh, we talked about last week or week before? Uh, Harley know. Davidson, the Marlboro Man. No, <laughs> way before that. I'm talking about like uh, Fade to Black. He's in that as a bully. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Angel Heart. So he's a detective. He's trying. He gets hired by Robert De Niro, and um, and the, and the lawyer. You know, the evil what's, lawyer. What now? What's his? What's Robert De Niro's name in the movie? Louis Saifier. Louis Saifier. They didn't try to <laughs> fucking hide it. No. Anyway. Well, I mean, he's wearing a pentagram ring and has long fingernails. Oh, the I get devil. it. Yeah. It took me a minute. Yeah. <laughs> get it. So you make a joke about how it's just a bad pun in the movie. Yeah. And it's actually based off a really good book. And in the book, it only, I think it mainly stays in New York City, but they he gets hired to find this old crooner that you, you come to find out has sold his soul to the devil and so uh, it's, jo- it's Mickey Rourke's job to go and find him. Now, I'm not going to spoil the whole film, but he in, in the film, he goes all the way down to New Orleans and there's a whole voodoo connection. And so I've heard people actually not being correct when they're saying that voodoo and Christianity are not connected. That's actually not true because there is a big connection between Catholicism and voodoo. Uh, and it's just, it's just part of the religion. If you tell anybody who's actually into voodoo, they will be like, yes. But as a layman, they're like, oh, that's just being racist. You know, you're taking something that's predominantly a black religion. It's like, mm, you should really look it up. Look up hoodoo, voodoo. But uh, it's a really fantastic film. I mean, if anybody wants to talk, have anything, memories, whatever, please do. But that was the film that uh, I remember the, it pissed off the Cosby because of Lisa oh, Bonet. It pissed him off bad, yeah, because she's um, she's like a, like a mambo queen yeah. in the movie. She's not just you know, run of the mill, like, you know, she was like supposed to be like full on sort of, um, they don't really talk about her backstory. Like, is she Haitian? Is she Creole? We don't, we don't really get that sort of knowledge, but it fits perfectly in with just the entire history of satanic panic, moral panic. And, and even like the crooner that he's after, like that fits in perfect because I mean, the same treatment that we're talking about with modern music or even heavy metal from the eighties, same shit happened with the blues, same shit happened with jazz. Like that's all folk devil music. Oh yeah. And so it's like a just great little match. It's, I, I think it's a fun movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it. That's a really good slant. I didn't, I, I didn't think about it until just now. You're like, it's like, it's black music with you know and, and then you like you have a very powerful black woman and then you have the white yeah. guy who sold his soul to the devil who's in love with the black woman. like the whole movie is just guilt it's all bullshit and it's all directed towards uh well you know mickey rourke and Rick, or not directed towards him but he's the one trying to figure everything out it's a really good fucking movie do you think bill cosby yeah. actually watched it or he just heard about it no. and just was like fuck it he pulled a leonard malton and just sent his like a, his, 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 yeah. his secretary or yeah. some shit i oh. think i think knowing what we know now about bill cosby <laughs> yeah probably was pissed that she wasn't fucking him uh, that's true oh you know God. and she might have been like well fuck you you did leonard part six asshole <laughs> ghost dad <laughs> ghost dad <laughs> we brought that up a couple episodes ago but uh yeah like i said i just i just uh rewatched it i've been trying to watch it for like the past two days so good man <laughs> and then i finally got to finish it i think it's an Alan parker film and uh that was a really big turn for him too uh really well made 
Yeah, it was really well made, and you know, you get to see you get to see Robert De Niro play Louis Cipher. Louis Cipher. Cipher. Is, is that French? Is that you know? It's like yeah. Me. I mean, yeah. it's just fucking. It's so just, obvious. So, put it together. I, Louis mean, I I took it to be like a like a play on the Creole connection. Yeah. You know, and and I think it's it's really interesting again not to like ruin the film, but you've got like every time there's a culture clash, there's always an exchange where um, where Mickey Rourke is like, "I'm from Brooklyn," like. You know, he keeps like sort of self-identifying, trying to take himself away from um, any of the religion or culture or, you know, make up for his lack of understanding about things that are happening around him, even though he's right in the middle of all of it. And right. It's there was fun. A- it is really well made, especially when you compare it to other movies of what, like 1987. Yeah. I think Al Pacino saw that and was like, "I want to make a devil movie Devil's too." Advocate. Oh, the Devil's Advocate. That's a good movie, actually. Uh, who can who can be my Mickey Rourke? Keanu Reeves. <laughs> when he was still learning how to act, it was, he wasn't that bad in that film. No, he was. Charlize Theron's really good in that film. I mean, the, the, the cast. Devil's Advocate. Yeah, uh, let's yeah. let's go back just one second. Let's talk about the movie The First Power. Or at least Prince of Darkness, John you know, Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. The first power, uh, man. Prince of Darkness. Yeah. Well, I want. I just want to say the first power. I the saw first the, power. I saw that. I saw that in the drive-in, like the weekend the it came out. Lou Diamond Phillips. Oh is shit! Hunter. Bats. Yeah, it's, it's it's better than Bats, believe it or not. Jazz is right there. So uh, if I remember correctly, yes, he's, <laughs> Lou he, Diamond Phillips from Bats, not Young Guns, not fucking La Bamba, Derek. Bats. Derek pulled out Bats. bats. <laughs> so, 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 so pretty much the story as I remember it, he's trying to catch a serial killer, but the serial killer is satanic. Say, satanic. Sold his soul to the yeah. devil, man. So he's got powers of sorts. And yeah. I can't remember. I know I'm going to confuse it with that, that Denzel Washington movie where the guys. <laughs> well, that's the thing is that when I saw that, I think the movie's called The Fallen. Is that the Fallen? Yeah. That when I saw The Fallen, I was like, "This is a ripoff." I think, I think it's the just first Fallen, power. right? Yeah. I think it's just Fallen. Fallen. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, so it's about um, he's chasing after what they call like the pentagram killer. That's right. Very Richard Ramirez. Yeah, Richard Ramirez. Yeah, in California, which ties right into like all that weird shit and trials that were going on in the eighties. That was all in California. It was all wrapped up in those serial killers and still like residual thoughts about Charles Manson and shit like that. So yeah, we haven't even touched on some of that like, shit. That was us. The serial killers that came out like, you know, in the, well, we were getting to know like even more like the right in our neighborhoods. And then you have son mm-hmm. of Sam. Then you've got, you know, the night stalker who listened to ACDC. Holy shit. I knew it. You know, I mean, it's they're all trying to connect the dots. It's like, oh, well, he probably likes uh, Shout Out the Devil, too. It's like, come on, man. Remember when Iron Maiden was like, oh, Number of the Beast, they're satanic, and he had to make a fucking statement. <laughs> I was like, no. Well, ex- <laughs> what serial killer was watching Exorcist 3? Dahmer. Dahmer. Dahmer yeah. yeah, Dahmer liked Exorcist 3. So. He made one of his last victims who escaped watch it with him while he's handcuffed yeah, to him. That's pretty nice of him, really. I thought so. You want to watch a good movie? It's a good movie. It's going to be a good movie. The first power's got all of that. It's got serial killers. Yeah. It's got um, Satan. um, He jumps Psychics. Yeah. You know, the devil, uh, policing, you know, your own neighborhood, like uh, corporal punishment. It's got all of it. That's great. I just can't believe it was 1990 because, like, my mother took me that to see that in a drive-in. She never wanted wanted me to watch movies like that. 
Maybe it was another one. She was I, like, I kind of want to see this one because it sounds good. Yeah, it, it was it, actually it was, it was actually a pretty good movie. Yeah. And uh, when I met Lou and Diamond Phillips like a couple a couple years ago at a convention, did you have him sign your bats poster? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. I should have. Fuck. I should have. But I talked about this movie, and he's just like sort of just you know, was like, oh, cool. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, let's get to talking about bats. <laughs> we should um, be talking about bats. <laughs> one of my favorites is backwards. at stab. Oh my trailer. god, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. That bad marketing that they did. Oh, one of my favorites is that it's something that John Carpenter did. He tried to get smart with Satan, and he yes. he, he put uh, you know <laughs> he did. Prince of Darkness. That sounds like Judas Priest trying to teach me how to read. He's trying to, <laughs> he's trying to get smart with Satan. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, who can we can you tell us about bringing this Prince of Darkness? Anybody? We've all seen this. I just watched it recently, right? Oh no, Prince of Darkness I haven't seen in a while. But what I remember oh, you of it, find it. Yeah, yeah, that was the one that wasn't streaming anywhere, and I wasn't going to pay like forty bucks to buy a fucking Blu-ray. That's where so I remember Alice Cooper's Cooper. awesome. The Scream Factory release is pretty sweet, though. Yeah, I I found it um, for like a three ninety nine rental and rewatched it this week, Steve. And I had some strong feelings. Dude, I, I please. Had some strong feelings, but but I get what you mean. They tried to get smart. So they tried to take. Uh, a scientific approach, right? right? And and so the premise is that you've got this problem at a Catholic church, this secret hush-hush that not even the Vatican or the Pope knows about, right? And they have to seek out this professor played by, like, Victor Wong. Who's awesome. Um, who's awesome. And you, and you also see that, like, Dennis Dunn is in the movie, and I'm like, Please be big trouble in Little China. It's, it's the same not. casting director, yeah. yeah She's in um, the film. Yeah, so they have to, they bring in like these, uh, I guess, doctorate students, right? And they're they're all like... They're working on their thesis, yeah. Yeah, they're working on their thesis. That, and they're, they're all, some of them are like theoretical physicists or uh, cryptologists of some sort, right? It's all these mathematicians and various people and they're all going to, go to the church and figure it out but they, but they don't know what it is till they get there and yeah they tried to got like a strange love story happening that was funny they tried to pull from different parts of uh of, of science and then the whole point is that the science is going to explain the devil yes science right. and religion yeah that's that was the first unbelievable thing that religion and science could ever mix and it doesn't really <laughs> no. <laughs> no it doesn't um yeah what i remember of the movie is that that uh they had what was it what was it with that the anti the anti anti-god anti-god that's what they call it yeah it's 2000 or whatever how years old in this fucking lava lamp in the basement of the church yeah <laughs> and they, they actually used a lava lamp for it that looks scene. like it's great. every church has one every church has a lava lamp every church has a lava lamp in the basement but that it was it was the the anti-god and what was it? Now correct me if I'm wrong. Was it? Was it they that because uh, uh, Donald Pleasant's character, yeah. the, the priest, was like people don't believe in in Satan anymore, and that's why it's getting more powerful because they're turning away from the church. Oh yeah, because the Big Martin trial was like ended like a year before, so now nobody cares about the, you know God anymore. That's yeah, why. so it was all so it was, <laughs> it was all tied together, and I think you know he made that movie pretty cheap too, like. It didn't have a it didn't have a huge budget. Yeah, if you want to get technical, that was one of the films he had to go back to making independent films because the thing ruined his career. Nobody went and saw the thing. It bombed. He lost his universal contract. He made Starman as an apology to the studio to make movies again. They were like, you still can't make movies. So he had to go back and make movies for low budget. They live, uh, Prince of Darkness are part of that, and then in the mouth of madness. So yeah. And I never realized it was so when I was doing research, I saw that it was part of the the apocalypse trilogy. Mm-hmm. 
So it was, it was, it's his the, own podcast. Yeah, his own apocalypse trilogy is the the thing, Prince of Darkness, and then In the Mouth of Madness. Yeah, I did never would have put that together. Yeah, and then if you want to throw In the Mouth of Madness, and that's that's kind of a you know a satanic film, but it's more Lovecraft. But I mean, Lovecraft is he's bringing cosmic horror in. Which where does the devil come from? He's like in Prince of Darkness, he's, he's from another dimension. Can I say that there were a lot of um, gosh, how do I, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, there was a very interesting perspective in my mind about feminism throughout that film. Oh yeah. And I will say like, I absolutely was screaming, like hated it until right about the time that Alice Cooper appears. And that's not because Alice Cooper like improved the movie. It just happened to coincide with the time where it finally shifted off of some of the, um, I guess, like the buildup of the love story, right? And um, this is very interesting because they, they put together this cast of people that are supposed to be very scientific-minded, and it's equal parts men and women. And different uh, races. But, but some of the character development that they have together, I really was kind of challenged in my mind to figure out what John Carpenter was trying to say. Like if he was trying to uh, paint their characters in a way that he really felt, or if he was um, trying to make a statement about something, but um, I think it was, I really, I think it was very open-ended. I think it was very open-ended and everything. Cause even the, even the end of the movie, it's just sort of like, well, what the fuck happened? And they want you to make but, your own conclusion. And what the fuck happened is like you finally have the female character save the fucking day. Yeah, she sacrifices <laughs> herself to save the world. Save the world. It's like Jesus. Um, Just like Jesus, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I don't know that actress's name, but I I really wish that she would have not gone on that first date with the dude. I think she would have had a better life. <laughs> that's yeah. That's. Most stories out there that would make more sense. Yeah, there's don't, don't go on that first date. Don't do it. And it, it yeah. It's great to hear your perspective because the he even tries to make a point for feminism in the film. And being a being a guy, you're just like, oh, it's nice, that's pretty cool. But you're like, no, this is awful. This is an awful version of trying to be a feminist film. Because there's that joke in there where they're like, they make a little small joke, and she's like, it's very sexist. He's like, it's a confirmed sexist. He's like, whoa, whoa, I'm just kidding. Like, that's that's how you're trying to make me think that this is a feminist film, open minded he's, film. He starts his interaction off with basically stalking this woman. And then when he finally gets to a place where they're having a conversation, what he says is, fuck feminism. And what happens is she ends up apologizing to him. Oh, she, yeah, he gaslights her. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm screaming, don't fuck him, don't fuck him. And then the next scene, they're fucking. Right. And you, and then she's dead. So I'm sorry I ruined the movie. But no, it's fine. We do that <laughs> all the time on here. Derek, do you have any fond memories of this movie? I don't. Uh, I remember the, the old lady coming out of the fucking. You know, it's weird. Alley. I watched it like not even a year ago because I, like I said, I had that Scream Factory release. Yeah. But it's like one of those movies that. I've watched probably once every two years and I still can't tell you a dick about it. Like that <laughs> breakdown that she just gave, I never would have thought about that shit. No, I'm it's just great. like, yeah, lava lamp in the basement thing. Yeah. That's no, like, my favorite part of the movie is actually, um, even though it's unbelievable, like their sort of futuristic um, video interpretation of how we would get like 
backwards messaging. Like just like in our movie or in our music, something playing backwards, they're trying to send film backwards to us to yeah, send us a message from the future. And I love, yeah, yeah, I love. Um, uh, I don't know the character's name, but he's standing out in the parking lot. He's been taken over. Satan's got him. He's turned to roaches. He's like, hello, hello. <laughs> Finally, he has a message and everybody gathers around. What's the message? What's the message? And he says, pray for death. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I love that part of the movie. That was great. And Alice Cooper. <laughs> that one when he says, I've got a message and you're not going to like it. And you're not going to like, like it. it. Yeah, it's very pray martyrs. Yeah. That and, and that and like I said, the the old lady coming out of the like just running out of the, the alleyway with the scissors and just stabbing the dude that's covered and who the, she's talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. And just stabbing him with it. Yeah, and she is actually who I was talking about. She is the casting director for that movie and Big Trouble Little China. She's that's her role. Yeah. That was interesting to me too, because that got into a different sort of what I see as like moral panic, satanic panic, is that even though all of our scientific minds are inside in close proximity to all this evil powers, the first people that we see actually turn um, able to be controlled by Satan to do bad things are the homeless people. All of the people that they consider to be degenerates of the neighborhood weak all willed. of a sudden yeah. are, are weak-willed and weak-minded and they are able to be controlled by Satan. And then... When it's recognized by the characters, they're immediately labeled as schizophrenics. So there's ah. a lot of strange like assumptions that go on in the movie where it's like, you know, what is he actually saying? Like what's he's playing on multiple levels of fear. It's not just the women. It's not just the feminism. It's not just the church, but it's also these people that are all around us. And what do we think about them? And that's always the sort of like resounding theme right like the fear of the outsiders fear of the unknown yeah. yeah that's definitely what are they doing to our society look at them being controlled by satan that's perfect because if you have the fear of that the whole thing plays it perfectly that's one part that's really real subversive and uh, and well written thank you john carpenter on that part yeah just wish you yeah. got the uh, feminism part right <laughs> <laughs> no but but again like i i'm not necessarily i you don't know when you're watching a movie and and a writer or director puts something like that in they're trying to make us feel something right yeah that, that could be part of the statement like he could put these these contrasting like conflicts in to make us feel and think these ways it doesn't necessarily mean that it's what he believes that's yeah, true. And, and he also went further in that time and he would, didn't have his, uh, he didn't have Deborah Hill with him. Deborah Hill and he would write most of those early scripts together. So, and he would always be like, you, you write the women part because I'm not a fucking woman. And that's why you'd get those strong characters in like the fog and Halloween. Uh, and that, that makes probably a big difference. So maybe at this point he's still trying to use that influence, but sometimes it's a hit and miss. Maybe. Yeah. Well, that was awesome. <laughs> And then we go back right to the believers. But does anybody remember the believers? I don't remember. Oh my god! I didn't get to rewatch that. You told you told me to watch the unholy. Oh, the I, unholy! I watched that one. Yeah. If you have never seen it, uh, give I've us learned, a synopsis. I learned I learned a few things about it. First off, if you walk around the city and you just say I'm a priest, they'll let you do anything. Because at the true. beginning of the movie, <laughs> this priest. Well, at the very beginning of the movie, there's a priest 
in a church and a lady comes out and she's got red hair and wearing next to nothing and she puts his face in his boob and her boobs and then he dies. Yeah, she tempts him and he and he, he dies. eats the fucking apple. It's a priest, yeah. Rip yeah. out his fucking throat. Yeah. So uh so and then it shows this other priest and he's just walking down the road, do 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 do, and then there's some guy on the fucking ledge getting ready to jump, and he walks past three people who's like, It's okay. I'm a priest. It's okay. I'm a priest. And then he gets upstairs. There's Ned Beatty. Like this guy's going to jump. He's like, it's okay. I'm a priest. And he's like, have you ever done this before? He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and they just let him, they just let him walk straight out there. He's like, hey. they cleared the room for him. They cleared the room. They, left. they didn't does, know. Does the guy jump? No. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. No, he no one, no one. Yes. What and no. the fuck? He yes throws, no. he throws the priest out the window. The, no. wind, the priest. Right. Dave, isn't that also like a, Norland's yeah, it priestess is. type yeah. situation. Okay. It is. It is. It ties back to that. that. Yeah. Yeah. He throws the priest out of the window and it's then a the been priest... cross film. So the guy that's going to jump throws the priest out. Yeah. The he gets him to come in the window. He's like, Hey, you want a cigarette? And he, the priest goes to hand him a cigarette and then he just fucking just chucks him out the window. So what happens is he survives the fall. It's that's supposed to be like kind of like the unbreakable part where like, Oh, oh he's the chosen one. So they stick him in this church because then he is supposed to be. The one that's going to battle the temptations of of, of the devil. So that and that's what that woman uh, symbolizes is some, you know, you know, even the fucking garden. So that's all. The whole movie is just a, one big buildup. Yeah, satanic to, satanic club in that movie because they they talk about that too. But it's fake, it's just, and they make sure you you know right, they come it's, out as like, fake. oh, this is not real. It's so this priest shit. is like a badass. He can like fight and shit. No, he's no. not Chuck Norris. That'd be awesome. He's though. not like the priest from like Dead Alive. <laughs> no, he's not like the priest from Dead Alive. <laughs> I kick ass with the oh, Lord. That's a picture when you're like, oh, he goes out the window and he just gets <laughs> the fuck back. Yeah, up. it's just like they just keep it quiet because you know one thing the church is good at kick about, ass for the it's, Lord. It's keeping things quiet they don't want people to know about. Yeah. So, yeah. so. So sexy stuff. Yeah, 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 that doesn't happen. So he has this. He goes to the satanic yeah. club and he he starts doing like his police or his investigation the work. Satanic club. Yeah, yeah. He goes in the satanic club. It it's looks, pretty awesome, actually. It looks, it's like a goth. It's like a it's like sort of opening scene from Blade. Yeah, sort of. Actually, it's a good good representation. Except like, for the bloodbath, but whatever. Yeah. Well, no, they're sacrificing a lady. Sacrificing her cool. on stage. Air quotes. Um, but. Uh, so yeah, the movie goes on. He's just trying to figure out what's going on, what what happened to this other priest and why he died. And there's also a blind priest the whole time. And they're like, "Should we tell him?" And they're like, "No." Horror movies love blind people. They do. They do love blind Very people. Well, the blind guy symbolizes uh, kind of what happens in the end, and we're not going to give it away. But that's like another. He, there's this whole thing about this the blind priest. So we pretty much have to watch the film to understand what the hell happened and why that those those priests are connected uh, through their lineage of whatever. The, you'll see what happens. I want to watch it to that window scene. Uh, I want to stop. No, I feel, He's like the first like 10 minutes, I'm a, priest, I'm a priest. I feel like if you let me give you a quick rundown of the end, you'll want to watch it. I thought you Please could, do, because uh, it's awesome. The, the, the very, the, the end of the movie... Uh, I'm gonna spoil it, but fuck it, I don't care. The fuck, it's <clears throat> yeah, it's an old movie. So the 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 redheaded lady finally shows up because he, he figures it all. Out. Look, it's a cat. <laughs> the red <laughs> cat. The redheaded lady finally shows up, and her she has to seduce him. And if she does, she's allowed to stay on the earth because she's actually a demon. Well, she goes to seduce <laughs> him, and it doesn't work. So then she turns into the demon, but she's still awkwardly <laughs> trying to seduce him. And as a demon, a, as a demon, yeah. and then we're not talking. She looks like uh, think about uh, Ghostbusters, the big dogs. Do they fuck or not with nipples? They, oh. they don't fuck, but I'm not watching it. But <laughs> but when she turns into a demon, two little person demons come out of nowhere 
and it's the most hilarious thing. His little rubber see. suit, fucking little rubber in. suits. Yeah. What's the other thing they used to like? Little people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what that is. These are really it's like people. women and middle little people. They're evil. Yeah. yeah. So so just you know watch either the first. I'm gonna watch him get thrown the fuck out of that window and then fast and forward then right to, to the, the end. end to the demon. <laughs> and it <laughs> fuck it, the story. And it is on Tubi, so you can watch it. Oh, it is. Yeah. It. Yeah. I don't need the story. Um, oh, Tubi's great. It is. is awesome. We talk about Tubi constantly on here, and I don't know if the next movie I want to talk about is on there, but the prophecy. Uh, mm. Yeah, that's a fucking. That, that, that's when like the nineties where everything was getting serious. Either you know, like metal was getting serious, hip hop was getting serious. Is that the one with the kid from Mask? No. Eric Stoltz. Oh yeah, yeah, he is. I forgot he's older. Yes. Uh, it's see, you know they're all right. angels and it's the battle for the you know the heaven. It's been going Rocky on forever. Dennis being in a movie. Yes. It's such a well done film, man. Yeah. It's really Christopher good. Christopher Walken, right? Yes. Okay. Christopher cool. Walken is badass. Gabriel. That, that's another franchise that like I saw a box set for recently, and I think there's like fucking six of them or something. I know Danzig's. I think in the second I'm one. Like, how long? <laughs> Danzig's in it. Yes. Yeah, he plays like a homeless guy or something. Oh, in no, I thought he played. Okay, so I thought he played. He's, he's only in it for like a, a very brief. His new movie is the biggest piece of shit you'll ever watch. Talk about. Satan, holy fuck. Yeah, you're about Satan. <laughs> what, what's like it? Bad. Uh, Ver- Veritaka or Ver- 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 Verotica? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's based off his comic books, which are equally awful. I know his fans um, will defend All right, I'll, I'll just, I haven't seen, I haven't seen the, the new Danzig movie, but oh, God. When, he, when he's in the second movie, he plays like, I don't know, like, Samuel or something. Yeah, I thought he played an angel. Yeah. But but it was yeah. it was real quick though. It wasn't like he wasn't in it very oh, long. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah was, no, he probably had to pay to get on. He just wanted to be a part of it. That's probably yeah. what it was actually. Yeah. Okay. This was the day people were trying to. Uh, Did they film him to make him look taller? <laughs> I don't remember. They probably put him on stilts. Stilts. Yeah. yeah. Way stuff. Well, this was a time when people were like thought this motherfucker could play Wolverine. Remember that? Well, yeah. Does anybody Wolverine, remember that part? Wolverine, like, yeah, I want Danzig well, to play Wolverine in the, in the X Men movie coming out. I have a magazine where they talk about. That, oh, like saying, they like, were like, before like, Hugh Jack guys, and he was like the second one listed. Yeah, but he's short. Get the fuck. Because he was but short. So is so is yeah. So is Wolverine. But yeah, you think he's gonna do like a that accent or anything? Can you imagine Danzig in all these X Men movies playing Wolverine? No. <laughs> I, still, I think he started that rumor. He probably oh, I guarantee uh, it. Well, I just remember being a kid, and it was like Stallone and Danzig. That's how I remembered it, at least. I was like, what the fuck? Neither one of these motherfuckers. If you play Danzig records backwards, it's just him telling you he should be Wolverine. <laughs> Mask masking Wolverine. Oh, my God. That's what that Satan's Child album was about. <laughs> Shit. No wonder I didn't like it. Uh, <laughs> see, I, I, had, I never saw Prophecy 2. I didn't know they did sequels to that because it doesn't seem like something that would become a franchise. Yeah, Jessica Beals yeah. is in. I think she's in the second one. Um, and after I, I didn't watch them after like the third one. And I, that's, I watched that as it came out. I feel there, like I saw Prophecy and From Dust Till Dawn at the same time. That sounds about right. Like via rentals, but I feel like they were like both on the new release shelf at the same time. When I and I remember them. the good one, From Dust Till Dawn. Dawn. <laughs> was the Prophecy yeah. that good? I thought people liked that. That's the Prophecy one. The Prophecies, the first film was great. I meant like the sequels. Oh, yeah, the sequels. Yeah, uh, the sequels were kind of like some of those Hellraiser sequels. It's like, you know, they're going to be bad. Just a dimension movie. Them. Yeah. Jesus Christ, there's five of them. They put out That's, two of them in 2005. Yeah, yeah see, I saw that what? box set. Okay, this is how I can know how bad they are. Is Edward Furlong in any of them? <laughs> like in the Crow movie? They couldn't afford him. Couldn't afford oh, him. God. <laughs> he works for cheap. You got like four painkillers. You'll get Edward Furlong. <laughs> uh, the, but we're, let's go up to uh, Stigmata. That was the one that uh, I remember the last film, besides, you know, Last Exorcism, all that kind of stuff. But yes. Stigmata came out, and that was a big deal. 
And Gabriel Burns, he's a fantastic actor. They stuck him in there as the priest. Um, so any, any any thoughts on Stigmata? I actually never saw Stigmata. Wow, yeah. And I have it. <laughs> I, but I, I, so I saw that right when it came out. I remember it being a, a decent, like it was enjoyable. Yeah, you know? it's kind of like the yeah. Gen X version of The Exorcist where it's like, you know, the the, the young hip girl – uh, you know, she gets possessed, but it's actually she's possessed by a priest in Argentina, I think. And it's like it, it's really well done for what it is. And, it's, you know, it has the current music. So it, it is what it is. But like I remember I remember, like I said earlier, uh, the person I was dating at the time, she's like, this movie's awesome. And the exorcist sucks. And I was like, I kind of think we should break up. <laughs> That's what I remember. It's probably faster pace, though. Like, right. Exactly. Yeah, it was it was exactly what. The, the you would expect from was it ninety nine? Yeah, I think there was a big boom of like. So how much like random metal songs are in it? Oh god, I, know. I, I think I it was like the soundtrack because I, I mean, the late nineties and the early two thousands is when like every horror movie had to have like the shittiest soundtrack. Yeah, it was it's definitely like a serious scene, and they're like, nailed the vocals of Jonathan Davis. Yeah, <laughs> or, or like my left with the thrill kill cult or something like that. Yeah. Like, Surprised end of days isn't out there. I figured you want. Well, to it says it. and on and on and on. So whatever you want to add in there. Yeah. Oh no, I don't want to talk about. I actually that. hate end of days. What? I fucking hate. No, I'm that just joking. Movie. It <laughs> I know because I'm a meathead and I love Arnold and all that shit, but I fucking hate end of days. And I was so stoked about that movie because it's like an Arnold like horror movie, right? It's what it was like, kind of put out there as. No, dude. <laughs> It's just like a long Creed music video. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it so much. I mean, so like, I actually just looked this up real quick because I wanted to see if you were right, and you you totally are. It's like Chamba Wamba. Oh my God! Yeah, it was getting to it. Who else is on there? This is David Bowie's on there. How oh, about that? You know, but Chamba Wamba was the first thing that came up. God, so fuck me. Is it I get knocked down? <laughs> <laughs> that's, the only, that's the only song I know about Chumbo. Uh, no, but they were actually decent, like a little fucking. God, I was just about to say everybody used to say it. To it's me. it's a song and it's it's called Mary Mary, and then and beside it it says Stigmata Mix. So they made they oh, made like some weird. They made their own version. That's the, the movie. <laughs> that's the Chumbawambas doing the uh, their best docking impression, I guess. Oh man, oh. could you imagine putting out a movie and like somebody give me Chumbawamba? <laughs> we gotta get them. We gotta get them. We gotta get them in the studio because we have to redo their song a little bit. They're gonna piece this scene together perfectly. Oh, that was that was probably some fucking producer. And Billy Corgan, he did a lot of the soundtrack. He floated around a lot too in like the nineties, early two thousands. I mean, it's like several songs. I guess it's part of the yeah. score. Maybe it's probably produced by because that's yeah. late nineties. I think about two thousands, right when like that real like new metal wave, like every horror movie, like Texas Chainsaw, Freddy versus Jason's like the biggest offender on that shit. Yeah, I slipped up and said that was a good one, and you were like, "Oh, I was like, fuck, no, you nope, go look yeah. at it." Yeah, it's bad. You know what I always thought was interesting, Steve, is like the the sort of like Christian propaganda movies that end up like introducing people to good music. You know, like when they put out the like, "Don't listen to this." Oh yeah, sort of. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like with the parental advisory stuff. Like, you're not going to buy a record if it doesn't have parental advisory. No, that was the one advertisement. That was the one good thing about the PMRC. You're like, oh, I need to get that album. Yeah. Like, I don't know who this fucking. I can't even see the the name. I don't understand what the hell this name is. Cannibal something. I'll get it. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Cannibal Corpse albums because, like, I saw that they were the censored albums. I'm like. 
what's that? It's what's just the like uncensored the, one? Yeah. I have to have it. And the I would zoomed go get in it. artwork where you can't yeah. make out what the fuck it is because it's like a, the, an earlobe because they can't show you the real picture. And then they sort of got relaxed on it because on vile, it's just like the dude's face, but it's still fucked up. It's like, oh, you can't see that he's been gutted. There's maggots everywhere. And there's his dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> well, why would you like think that telling teenagers that hey, hey, don't do this is a good idea? Like, hey, don't listen to that. It's bad. It didn't work for them. Like, their first instinct's going to be like, yeah, I got to listen to this or I got to watch this. Like, yeah. it's always that. I way. had so much shit that I had to hide from my parents just because, like, I had I used to have a, a butchered at birth uh, T-shirt. It was like a long sleeve shirt, and I wore it all the time. I that wore this shirt is horrifying. Yeah, though, I wore it. About it. I wore yeah. it all the time. It's awesome. My but... mom saw it once, and she's like throw that away so what i had to do is learn how to do my own laundry this sounds like this was like a good adult it was a, development it was a learning oh. thanks cannibal corpse i learned how to do my laundry right well devil music period i mean besides the bands that we have during the 80s i mean the 90s you have typo that came out um there's so many like it didn't like you said it never really stopped it just kept going it kind of quieted down and then somebody would come up a little too little too famous other oh, shows shouldn't be on at nine o'clock we got to take this we got to tame this down it just never stops Right. And up to yeah. now, it's still, and now it's even worse. I mean, we can definitely connect all the dots to what's going on right now. And, oh, absolutely. Because uh, if you look at, like, we we touched on it slightly about the QAnon. But if you if you really look into it, it's the same bullshit. Like, there are evil people. They're eating babies. They're going to come get you. They're trying to do this. And we are the good guys. And they are the bad guys. And it just goes back to, like, you know, they're just not burning people. They're just demonizing them. Right. I uh I dated a girl long, I mean, Jesus, many moons. And one of the conversations that we had when we first started dating was like, what if the Bible was flipped? She's like, what if everything that you've been told is actually the opposite of what they want? And I was like, Holy shit, I like you. <laughs> you know, where Wait, the, the the ideas of, of the devil I think you just described the prophecy. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, there you go. Yeah, exactly. I mean that that's that that's fucking fantastic idea. Um, I don't I don't actually buy into most Abrahamic religions. I mean, I study religions for a very long time, but uh, to me, it's just it, it is what it is. It's I'm so not cultish. Gonna... It's all scary. Like, I, I, I think it has its thing, place. Yeah. But what movie like Satanist or devil, however you want to put it, like has ever been like, hey, become this. This is we're recruiting you. That's never been a thing. No, it's about freedom or music. Fucking. But there's like Christian movies that are literally recruiting you. My mom left the movie one time and texted me. God's not dead at like 10 p.m. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? You psycho. What's that mean? <laughs> It's a good movie. You should and, check it out. No, they tell you when the movie ends at the credits, it says, text your friends and family. God's not dead. And she saw it. She's like, I'm going to do that. Was it one of those bullshit, like uh, Kirk Cameron movies or something like that? It Kirk was Cam no, but it, oh, that's it, left behind. It fits that same thing. And I'm pretty sure like his sister might be in one of those, but it's one of those, like a professor. Like, I think he's like an atheist professor or whatever. Cause they're trying to attack, you know, those now. Right. And they're like, you know, somebody in the classroom's like, God's not dead. God's still around. And then it becomes this big battle between like making him a Christian. And Pendulette comes out and knocks everybody out. And I may be all wrong about it. I just watched the trailer after my mom texted me and I was like, this is how they get you. I'm not going to fucking watch this movie. But uh, yeah, but they actually tell you at the end, like, <sighs> could you imagine if we, we like, we had a movie like, like there was like a satanic movie that came out. It's like, text your mom and say, Satan's not dead. Oh yeah. <laughs> text your Swear to Satan. Text hey your everybody, if you're watching this after you're done, please text your mother and say yeah. Satan is not <laughs> dead. Yeah. Satan's not dead. Uh, Satan's real. Win a free Gore Pray Club t-shirt if you send us a screenshot of you texting your mom. <laughs> Satan's <Please>. not dead. 
<laughs> we'll put you in a drawing. <laughs> oh my god, that's gonna be a real contest. Listen to Derek. Tell well, all to the, me. like all these old like scare movies that like you know documentaries or like that this Satan underground like exposes with the media just put you know good music on TV right like they would just roll out you know Merciful Fate or Venom or oh yeah or whoever they could think of to show us the bad example right and that's just that's who you knew who to listen to i think that just helped introduce a lot of christian kids to better music absolutely i remember being late night television i snuck downstairs something was going on and meatloaf was on this fucking religious show (laughs) i'm not kidding he was the fucking devil because of bad out of hell because see what he's trying to tell you is like Fucking awesome. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, in fucking Norway in the 90s, they're fucking killing each we other. We haven't even touched on any yeah. of that. We're kind of running out of time. But yeah, like, we are. Uh, but I mean, if you think about it, like they're focusing on all this shit. And then, you know, we're reading like, you know, like Revolver magazine or like any any of those old metal mags. And you're laughing going, you don't even know what devil like, is. Holy baby. shit. Yeah. That shit. is kind of funny. But that's repressed. Those are, I look at that as a repressed person being like, fuck you. That's just my opinion. But, you know. When it comes to burning churches, I mean, I'm not condoning any of that. Jesus Christ. But uh, it's, it's weird how that permeates your brain. And then you're like, wow, that's fucked up. That's a beautiful building. But that building symbolizes so much fucking pain and suffering to me when it comes to those yeah. buildings. Yeah. I just always just been really indifferent because I don't believe in anything. You know, I, just kinda, <laughs> I just float. And I'm just like, okay, that sucks. Yeah. I, you probably have insurance. So cool. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, it's been here forever. I'm like, fuck, who cares? Like the fucking grass outside has been here forever. I don't give a shit about it. <laughs> I don't know, because I'm an asshole. Yeah. So. Well, how did Sorry. you feel about that, Gabrielle? I don't care about it. How do I feel about How did you feel churches? about when, remember when the, the 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 Lords of Chaos came out, you know, and then yeah. everybody's eyes were on Norway for like two years? Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I thought it was, I thought it was great. I, I think, and I don't want to misspeak to this, but I, I think it's, it's different culturally in a lot of these places have better separation of church and state. And at the same time, um, from what I understand in Norway, they have, um, you know, state sanctioned uh, churches at the same time. It's, it is, it's there and it's not there. It's, it's, it's just laid out differently, I guess, than the U S right. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of, it's exciting to see that pendulum swing back. I, I'm not pro violence but it didn't hurt my feelings at all and we got a lot more good music out of it yeah. the music, <laughs> I, the music I don't know. I'm, I'm afraid i'm afraid to step too deeply into saying too much bad shit on this one but um i just say what derek said fuck it fuck it <laughs> I'll, 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 fuck it. I'll fuck it and say um if you're going to compare uh satanic panic in different countries it would probably be important to like do some studying into their um their government and and just how their churches work and what's different and what's the same that's heavy as fuck that is heavy that's a good way to leave it yeah our our churches (laughs) look like walmarts and shit yeah yeah. churches have walmarts i mean they're the size of fucking walmarts Walmarts. and you know i mean they have a merch shop yeah, they're just like I mean, they're all like mega churches and shit. Like, if I think the imagery like from like Norway or wherever the fuck that was at, because I don't know shit about any of this other than pictures and that fucking Lords of Chaos book I read in like ninth grade. Yeah, uh, 
but like those that those images look more brutal because of how those churches like how old they are or whatever the structure but if you burn down a church in like louisville it looks like a strip mall it's gonna look like a strip mall on fire <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think people would react the same way. Target's I really burning. Don't. I think they just be like, oh, they got insurance, or they'll be like, oh, it's a hate crime, or they'll but, use it to but it fuel something up. else. That's yeah. gonna, yeah, it just wouldn't be as big as it was then, though. To me, like, would yeah. be a shock. Maybe if it happened right now, it would be. It's just bad timing. I mean, I mean <laughs> but, you could say that about all of our buildings, just because we're a newer country. But I, yeah. but I mean, you see the same sort of uh, panic. Uh, same sort of patterns happen in Canada, happen in Britain, happen, you know, for hundreds of years. I'm sure they happen in all countries because it, it's it's all the same causes. It's not directly one religion. We see religion used against each other. We see it used against Jewish people, against people of color. I mean, we see it used against whoever is the minority or whatever is the thought of the day. I mean, it's the just the mindset of this destruction of our society by outsiders. And that's really easy to apply to every fucking where, I mean, that's probably could explain a lot of bad things that go on all over the fucking globe when there's people involved. Absolutely. Definitely. Wow. And this is a, this is a pretty heavy episode. I had a lot, you know, we have a lot of fun this on this show a lot, but uh, it's nice to uh, just kind of, listen to other perspectives uh, and talk about something that's kind of outside of our wheelhouse half the time. I mean, we talked about music and D and D and you know, that all kind of connects to what we're doing. Uh, but we should, before we go, we should say, what's your favorite satanic movie, Steve? Oh God. You know, I would always say uh, Prince of darkness is one of them. Uh, God damn it. Dave. I said, which is your favorite? Not several, <laughs> several favorites. I know. Right. It's so, t- I'm going to go with angel heart. Uh, that was one that I definitely wanted everyone to watch. If you hadn't seen it on this podcast, uh, that stuck with me since I was a kid, uh, everything about it. Plus I love the, the noir feel of it besides the, you know, how beautifully textured it is just as from cinematic point of view, but like what it had to say. And at the time I was really getting into religion. I was, I was young at the time and my mom had given me my first Bible that was actually like annotated and highlighted and oh no and it had a dictionary in the back but she wasn't giving it to me for a reason for me to to learn about christianity she, if anything she was saying you should really look at this look at it and, and i did and it really changed my changed my life because i i really got into religion uh open-mindedly i became baptist i i studied the the quran uh i went to as many churches as i could uh, different Korean church, you know, uh, uh, mostly black church. That really expanded my mind. So I'm going to go with Angel Heart. Oh, that's a good one. Derek? I mean, if I had to pick one, <laughs> trick or treat. <laughs> good <laughs> answer. I mean, it's going to be, it's not really my genre, but trick or treat, it's my shit. So that works. No reason. Gabrielle? <laughs> oh, man. I'm putting you on the spot. I didn't make I you go last. Like, I feel like I'm put on the spot here. I I I'm gonna agree with Steve that I think Angel Heart was really enjoyable to watch, but I don't I don't have a personal story. Oh, okay. don't you go, Dave? Oh, okay. for 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 me, uh, it would either yeah. be Exorcist three or we didn't talk about it, but Warlock. Oh yeah, we didn't get to that. Yeah, Julian Sands. Julian Sands. Fuck, like, I'm changing my answer. Warlock. <laughs> right. Yeah, Julian Sands is beautiful. I'd hope to come up with. We're gonna do a, a whole episode on witchcraft films. And I was kind of saving that for mm. that, but but that's the thing about like witchcraft and Satan, the witchcraft you know, franchise. Yeah, 
<laughs> no, no, no. You Jesus said, yeah, Christ. you have to do it now. No, God, no. You said, yeah. He's trying You're to stick it. me in a fucking You've corner. Heard it first. We're going to watch all 17 witchcraft movies. Oh, yeah. There's softcore porn all day, baby. We're all going to die and lose every fucking follower we've got. Guys, we're going to get out of here. Thank you all so much. Thank you, Gabrielle, for coming on. Yeah. Uh, listening to your perspective and your side is different from, you know, listening to the three dudes talk about movies. Absolutely. Uh, and that's something I, I want to look forward to. Hopefully, we can have you back. Uh, and we're still working on, like, technical difficulties when it comes to having guests call in so that's nice uh we got to figure it out a little bit uh <laughs> so if you're if you're watching this on youtube please uh, like and subscribe we're on uh anchor google uh podcast i mean uh, cast box spotify shut up overcast <laughs> podcast addict and we're in 13 countries now so now they can all hate us wow. too yeah <laughs> we're on podcast 13, we're on 13 podcast countries. 13 countries we're gonna yeah. get some comments Paraguay. Yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. yeah, Paraguay just uh, picked us up and so did Brazil. So awesome. They're going to be like, my church just burned down, you son of a son bitch. Son of a bitch. Thank yeah, you, guys. Yeah, cut all that, edit all that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're out of here. Thank you, guys. Bye. All right. Hey. Thanks for having me, guys. It was fun. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.